Okay, good morning. Welcome back. Today is Thursday, August 11, 2022. Class 17, uh, Webu Sayadaw and Buddhist practice, or Anapanasati. Concluding the third chapter of the second part of the book, um, The Essential Practice, Chapter 3, Happiness That Ever Grows. Um, I'm going to complete this chapter today and uh, possibly complete the series today. See how we go. This is the middle of the dialogue in this chapter between Webu Sayadaw and Ubakin, who became a very important teacher and uh, meditation center um, sponsor or founder um, in the decades after this dialogue. And uh, it's an interesting thing, um, (laughs) just from a dialogue uh, just now in class, the phrase came to mind, beating a dead horse, Um, meaning um, futile... um, Futile, continued focus on uh, a matter that that actually has been essentially resolved. Uh, there's a little bit of that in Weibo Sayadaw's approach about just make effort, just um, uh, just practice tirelessly without rest, just go straight. Um, it's easy. Anyone can do it. You can do it. Do it now. Do it now. Don't rest. Don't wait. Do it now. Um, that just doesn't work nearly always. Or that's true. It's, yeah, well, you know, I mean, I look, I've spoken about this. So, you know, there, there's, in this series, we're talking about Weibo Sayadaw as a arhat. And I think that's right. As a teacher and the nature of the teaching, and the nature of, or the teaching, and then the suitability of that teaching for us today. And absolutely, um, it's a very simple, streamlined, straightforward, direct teaching. There's no fault with the teaching whatsoever, and I don't see any fault with the teacher either. Meaning, I think he's an arhat. (laughs) But we really are not in an age where very few people will be able to do what he's recommending or, or the, 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 have the, the singleness of purpose <clears throat> that, and the access to will. So very much we're talking about idipada here, the four bases of power, the four padas of idi. And uh, I want to talk about one of them today also, uh, if I can get myself to finish this chapter, the the idipada of citta, or chit, <clears throat> which is sometimes translated as mind, or thoughts, or heart, or mind state, or disposition, uh, sometimes it will indeed be that we can use his teaching perfectly, or <laughs> for a short period of time, and uh, throw away everything else, or realize that Indeed, coming to complete and perfect awakening and release and freedom, the happiness that never ends, is the most important thing in life. And I want nothing else. We can believe or recognize it's the most important thing, or what's better, right? What's better? There's nothing better than Nibban. There's nothing better than return to source. There's nothing better than perfection of the seven chakras in terms of good, bad experience. There's nothing better than... The, the bliss that never ends, or the deathless, or Satchit Ananda, the bliss of Satchit. There's nothing better than that. But it's really true that we want things that are not that high. <laughs> we want the temporary and the impermanent and the uh, greater, you know, we want Sukha Dukkha rather than this Sukha Sukha without Dukkha. We, yeah, right, true, okay. And a lot of people fool themselves, and a lot of teachers fool their students, and a lot of teachers fool themselves. Uh, new age types, for particularly, <clears throat> uh, presuming that they want the that they only want the final goal, 
when their actions uh, show otherwise, or believing themselves to want the holy, confusing the fact that they recognize the sincere one. It's not trying to fool anyone. <laughs> the teacher who pretends to be uh, an arhat when he's not. Those who claim themselves wise, <laughs> as uh, some who uh, discuss Apollonius may uh, understand. Not that, but even the sincere of us who know intellectually that there's no better experience than a final freedom from stress and suffering and delusion and reincarnation. There's nothing better than that. If you want good, bad, happy, sad, that's pure sukha sukha, no dukkha there, or pure um, well-being. But actually, our, um, our chanda is mixed, our intention, uh, and our will, is, our will to that is not supreme, as was Gautama's, as was Webusayadal's will to the singleness of intention, chanda. Uh, his virya was maximal, and his chanda was um, perfectly single-minded or single-focused or perfectly focused on only the highest. And chitta or chit of mind was bright and clear and fully in harmony with that single intention able to deploy maximal will. And thus they attained. But we're not there. That's just not where we're at. And saying uh, that it should be, it must be, why can't you uh, do it, do it, uh, falls on deaf ears is a little bit like beating a dead horse. So, um, and, and then as I alluded but didn't explain, the most sincere seekers who intellectually know, quote, there's nothing better than final moksha, don't necessarily admit to themselves that they want lesser sukkah, or sukkah that is sukkah dukkha, such as intimacy with a partner, such as uh, physical well, you know, wealth or, or at least comfortable material surroundings. <laughs> the, those who have singleness of intention and deploy maximal will and the mind uh, chitta is uh, fully set upon the attainment of the single goal of complete perfect enlightenment release. Uh, they don't care about material circumstances. <laughs> Hell no. They, they, they'll sit until they die. They'll sit and they do work without resting. Yeah, of course. But we should simply acknowledge when we're not there or where we are really right now. And as I say many, many times, you can't get over there until you finish here. So you've got to finish being here to be somewhere else. And finishing being here really means um, know yourself, accept yourself, uh, deeply knowing, deeply accepting, deeply understanding, making peace with what indeed I am right now. Where I am now is how the condition of this chitta, this mind right now, um, and this may not seem like a big deal for some people, but it's a big deal for some others who do really appreciate what the deathless is all about, even if we're not there and have had spiritual penetration. <laughs> and yet we have to accept that we are okay taking it a little slower. So anyway, the dialogue goes on. Middle of the chapter... Uh, Weibo Sayadaw is asking about, asking Ubakin about uh, the awareness necessary for practice. Um, going up a little, uh, Ubakin says, Yes, we have to work, disciples. If I practice this awareness a lot, meaning the awareness of um, the five skandhas as impermanent or uh, doing mindfulness meditation and focused awareness. If I practice this awareness a lot, then I don't want to miss this happiness that derives from it. Isn't it possible to practice this all the time? It is possible, sir, says Ubakin. This is very good. Will it diminish, meaning the happiness? No, sir, it won't. Is it tiresome to keep up this awareness? It isn't tiresome. The awareness of the spot or mindfulness 
Is it tiresome? It is tiresome. That's why people can't meditate 24 hours a day. Uh, so so there's, some, there's some kind of <laughs> spiritual bypassing here. I don't I mean, you'll see some more of it. Will you use up material goods you've saved up? No, sir. You won't. What about your work? Will it be disturbed? It won't be disturbed. Uh, well, if you uh, can, he's saying you don't need to also do, you, you can do meditation while you're working or be focused in attentiveness. Um, what? At the spot of the watch your breathing while you're driving your truck? Uh, I'm not sure about that. I don't think so, actually. So there are some kind of, you know, he's a monk who threw everything away because he doesn't want anything but complete and perfect awakening. Um, I think that, that he's just underestimating the fact that people are too distorted to put his teaching into practice. So he goes on, Will the others know about our practice? They won't notice, sir, says Ubekin, but actually they would. And uh, one of several points of what seem to be um, un, um, unstated or, or uh, non-discussed points of conflict here, we were to us, oh, the others won't notice. And then he says, yes, when we have the teachings of the Buddha and he practiced them continuously, when we're able to focus our mind on the object, we won't get tired, will we? We won't, sir. And this is how the Burmese schools teach. And this is what I talked about. There's one school where they basically do two, three, four-hour sittings. And if you're screaming in agony, that's your problem. You stay there or you leave. And it's very harsh, <laughs> even more than it, it's, they're more Zen than, uh, than, uh, Sasaki Hiroshi. And, uh, you know, if it works for you, great. It's just, um, people do damage by forcing a, a forcing will or, or the will is to force intention, enforcing the singleness of intention when it just isn't there. So some people will disagree, but frankly, um, you can hurt yourself by forcing um, practice. So anyway, Webusayadam more says, well, yes, when we have the teachings of the Buddha and practice them continuously, when we're able to focus our mind on the object, we won't get tired, will we? We won't, sir. We won't spend anything, our, won't, won't be, our work won't be disrupted, and others won't even notice, meaning it won't bother people. You receive the teachings in no time, and then you say to yourself, now I shall follow these teachings. When you have this volition, this, uh, uh, the Idipada there, yeah, Chanda, this intention, I think is his, the word he's intending, uh, or the, the root, when you have this intention or volition and put forth effort, then the virya idipada factor will arise, meaning will or energy or power, and you will arrive at the goal in no time. If you take up the practice now, will your progress be slow or fast? <laughs> and he wants the, 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 the answer to be, he wants the student to say, it'll be fast. But actually, Hupakin says, according to circumstances, sir, sometimes it will be slow, sometimes no. There's a lot of times when Webusayadai uh, here has explanation. The translator put exclamation marks after Webusayadai's statements, and that just shows that you know there's a conflict in play here. I think. Anyway, asking if progress will be slow or fast if you take up the practice now, Ubakin I think reasonably says, according to circumstances, sir, sometimes it'll be slow, sometimes gets cut off, and, and Webusider says, no, wait, wait, yes, sir, never mind about this. And, and actually, he keeps changing tack as Ubekin keeps disagreeing with him. It's a little strange. So Webusider says, never mind about this. If I focus my attention according to the teachings and keep it with the awareness of respiration, breath, isn't this much possible? It is possible, sir. Is this quick or slow? It is quick, sir. You see... If you establish effort, the virya idipada, meaning energy, virya's will factor arises. True, of course. Can you say how quick this is? Yes, sir. Have you put your attention there and does it stay? Yes, sir. As I decide to put it there, it stays, doesn't it? It does. So if it stays, you've reached happiness. 
it's very simplified very simplified i mean this is why one reason he didn't become a big teacher in the west <clears throat> it it doesn't work for most people i mean it's fine he's a, he's a holy man but um you reach happiness when you're just sitting watching breath well if you're in eternal happiness then you'll never need to get out of meditation but actually people feel tired and they and stuff comes up <laughs> called psychopathology or distortion leavings but he says if it stays you've reached happiness and there's also the truth that yeah when you're in real mindfulness there is no stuff arising actually um when the uh, concentration on the uh, on on breath let's say as object of concentration is steady and the mind goes to equanimity um there is happiness there is great well-being so if it stays you've reached happiness are you able to speak as quickly as this happiness is able to arise? <laughs> I'm not, sir. It's easy to achieve happiness if you want it. Yes, sir. So Ubekin just keeps agreeing with him because that's the best way to handle this. It's easy to achieve happiness if you want it. Well, in reality, for most people, it isn't. Meanwhile, if you go straight in this way, you can. But most people can't go straight in this way. And therefore, it's not easy to achieve happiness it's easy to achieve happiness if one can, if one's intention is single-focused, one's will is aroused, one's mind is bright and undivided. Yes. And that's why I often say that, that uh, the, the final breakthrough uh, is a matter of getting in range, getting in target range, getting in range of the target, the target as moksha or the deathless nibban. And that's like getting to higher self. Getting to higher self is getting in range of final attainment. Yana is the first step. And so get to higher self, which I think is close to non-returner, or is non-returner in the four attainments in Buddhism. Attaining sixth density, attaining higher self, uh, attaining yana, uh, self-realization or realization of non-duality to some degree or unity. This puts one in range of Nibban, of source of return. Then, yes, it's easy. And that's easy to achieve happiness, the final happiness, when you're in range. It's getting to be in range that's the challenge. And so, Weibo Sayadaw says, this is the highest sort of skillfulness, the skillfulness of achieving happiness, if you want it. Do you hear? This is the highest, the highest it's <laughs> i think he's frustrated actually here that the the that the people around him can't attain the nibban that he knows this is the highest the highest only if you have past merits can you be bo born as a human being and receive the buddha dhamma this type of skillfulness upaya cannot be put in numbers do you understand then the six qualities of the dhamma are there the qualities of the buddha the dhamma and the sangha when the Buddha taught this, the people understood. Among the six qualities of the Dhamma, Akaliko is one, isn't it? What does Akaliko mean? Immediateness. Uh, immediacy. And Webusayada goes on, Akaliko, immediateness, means that as soon as you fix your attention, the results come. So, if you establish effort with intelligence, the results come so quickly that you can't say they're quicker than they come. Or you can't even think that fast. Is it so? If you establish awareness now, meaning awareness of the spot, the attentiveness, non-grasping attentiveness, uh, attentive mindfulness attentiveness. If you establish this awareness now, if you keep it here with your effort, happiness arises in the very same moment. This is immediate. Who would have to question this anymore? <laughs> and Ubakin says, who would have to doubt his own experience? And... Webusayada replies, yes, when happiness has arisen, there's no looking for it anymore. The answer comes by itself, doesn't it? It doesn't take any time. All of you are bright people, and you've understood the teachings of the wise and compassionate Buddha while still young, even before the words of instruction were complete. But though you understand, at times your mind will think as it pleases, but let us practice. What happens in the mind when we plan to acquire, when we plan to practice to acquire merit? Quote, I'll perform merits later on. Now I have to do this quickly. Meaning, uh, one postpones, he's saying. 
my place in this massive page. Uh, just a moment. Right. So, he's talking about the mind that postpones. <laughs> I'll perform merit later on. Now I have to do this other thing quickly. Doesn't this happen to you? It does, says Obakin. Is it good to think and speak like this? No, sir. And when you make efforts and the virya idipata factor has arisen, what's the right thing to do? The right thing to do is to practice. And this is also a good point, is make hay when the sun shines. Uh, we won't be able to live like Weibo Sayadaw, but there will be times when we want to go straight or stop moving. <laughs> go straight or be still. There's two different ways of saying it. Meditation or keeping awareness on the spot is not quite going anywhere. It's actually stopping and stilling and focusing and uh, uh, mm, Holding, fa holding fast to the intention of single-pointed concentration. And that makes the light of mind brighter. That, that affects the field of chit, chitta. And that is a great thing and does bring happiness or well-being and power. So he goes on, and so there are certain things. When, when this will has been arisen, the will to uh, attain one ought to practice, of course, <laughs> uh, certainly. And Weibo Sayadaw says, yes, if you want to become happier and happier, you have to put forth effort as soon as you've received the instructions of the Buddha and have accepted them. Then the virya idipati factor will arise. When you make use of this factor, will, energy, power, that arises in a split second, does it get consumed? It doesn't. Does it diminish? It doesn't. You may decide that the happiness you've got was quite sufficient for now and the future. And you say, I don't want to progress. Can you practice and not progress? One will progress. If you practice not just for a short time, but longer, will you achieve only as much as you get out of a short period of practice? One will get more. So the more you practice, the better. The longer, you know, the better. The more, the longer, the better, of course. And the key to practice is just doing practice. You may not like what happens, meaning you feel pain in the body or lots of thought in the mind, but just the uh, follow-through of sitting through the pain, even if you need to scratch your leg or move, change posture or whatever, or the mind is very hard to settle down and lots of thoughts. Uh, any practice is good practice, and any is better than none, actually. I mean, but there's a right time. There's certain things, you know. Your house is burning. It might be better to take, you know, take your, take care of what you can preserve. So he says uh, you'll get more out of a longer than a short period. And we returns. This is good, disciple. <laughs> He's talking to you, disciple. This is because this is possible because we are now in an auspicious era. I don't think that's true at all. Because we're born into the right form of existence, yes, and because we make right effort, yes. The energetic get the true answer even without asking others. Very good. Do you hear? Isn't this so? It is so. So, even if we live with this happiness all the time, it won't diminish, it won't be used up. And what happens if one doesn't want to progress? It isn't possible not to progress, sir. Mm. beside us says, yes. If you aspire to this... There must be many different troubles. Is it possible to attain body or not? It is possible. It's possible now and in the future. So let us say, I don't want to progress, and then focus our minds. Is this possible? It isn't possible not to progress if we work. Okay. Do we achieve greater happiness the more we work? Yes, we do, sir. So I don't know 
what this was about. E either you want or you don't want. The problem is <laughs> people want and don't want, actually. And so when we want, we, uh, we do practice. And when we don't, we don't because we want other things. You know, I, I just think, although uh, he, what he says is blameless, the reality is that nearly nobody who listens will do what he's saying. <laughs> and we can say, yes, sir, yes, sir, but in fact, we don't live what he says, so we can say, yes, sir, but, you know, I'm not as, <laughs> I'm not as single-pointed and uh, focused as you are. Um, you are ready to finish the path, and I'm not. I, I don't know. I mean... You're, you're in range, um, and I'm not, or I'm approaching to getting in range, but you're in range and you've now finished. So Webu Sayadaw says, we can attain buddhi, awakening, but, and we can also choose the time and place of birth. We can then choose a good existence as we wish. When you attain the happiness you desire, what else do you need? Nothing else, sir. You don't need anything. You just have to choose... Is choosing tiresome? It isn't, sir. You can drop at any time. There are four stages to Nibbana. It's interesting. I think he sort of teaches his... He doesn't dialogue very well with people. <laughs> He's not really dialoguing. He's just saying, here's the mountaintop. Get here. You can drop at any time. There are four stages to Nibbana. Is it possible only for certain types of Aryas, meaning noble ones, those who've attained one of the four stages, do we have to choose the state of Nibbana? No. What about the place? It isn't necessary. Yes, all by yourself, without any help? It's possible. I'm not sure what he's driving at. He's really saying, whatever, wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, the goal is uh, in reach. Uh, and in a crowd, if you go outside the pagoda, it won't be possible, I think. It's easy, isn't it? The Buddha, the all-compassionate and omniscient, taught many humans, devas and brahmas, the knowledge he had attained through penetrating the truth himself. These beings, full of confidence after receiving the teachings, were able to fulfill their aspirations. 2,500 years ago, in a uh, high sattvic era, in a time of high sat sattva, now we are in the not sattva yuga or a pure yuga, this is a very degenerate condition around us today. He goes on, as you establish awareness, you should establish continuous effort. There are many different types of people. Some are good at reciting or reading or preaching or explaining. I have no doubt about you, disciples. With whomever you compete, you will win. Yes, sir. Uh, okay. Uh, and he says, yes, though they are victorious in their talk, Will they achieve anything if they don't practice? No. So what's the difficulty? Talking is tiresome, isn't it? All we have to do is to make efforts to bring to fruition the aspirations we've made and work as the wise of old did. Understanding, understanding that, we have to take up this work. Our minds will be focused. You're very busy. You may say, we'll practice later when we're free. Does this thought come up still? It does. Sometimes the mind is like that. But I think you don't actually say so. Maybe, sir. You even speak your mind? We do. This is very... This is... It's very monologic here. It's Even though it's a dialogue. And this is probably something about Burmese culture and Burmese Buddhism and um, uh, the teachers of Burmese. They are... They, they, they basically hand out pronouncements. <laughs> they don't really kind of dialogue too much. This dialogue is basically, I'm telling you the truth, and um, you agree with what I'm saying, don't you? Or, here it is, here it is, here it is, right, 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 and when I ask you a question, I'm intending you to go it a certain way. Which is fine, I guess, but um, I, I didn't realize that, and that that's Burmese Buddhism, Burmese Theravada, um, Vipassana places have that kind of uh, teacher focused or I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd call it authoritarian, but you could. But presumably, you know, we we're talking about awakened teachers. But it's a sort of authoritarian style. It's a it's sort of teacher 
authority-centered. He's just basically saying, here's the story, don't you agree? And if I ask you a question, um, there are right answers. And the right answers are what I'm trying to get you to understand. And when you get it, then you should be free of doubt and just go practice, and that's it. Except it just doesn't work that way, because the mind of people is um, more confused (laughs) than this approach seems to indicate. So, he says, you you see, many times they're having a conflict here. He says, uh, talking is tiresome. Does this thought come up, uh, this thought that we'll practice later when we're free, (laughs) meaning when we're available? Does this thought come up still? It does. And Webu Sayadaw says, sometimes the mind is like that, meaning meaning we um, postpone or we think we can't. But I think you don't actually say so. Maybe, sir. You even speak your mind, meaning you even say, this is getting all very tangled, actually. You say, not just think, we'll practice later when we're free. You even speak your mind, we do. (laughs) And Webu replies, well, if you want to say this, never mind. And then he ends that line where it didn't go where he thought it would go. It says, but for the future, can't you burn these impurities out? You do have the teachings of the Buddha, and when this happens to you, i.e. you want to procrastinate, get rid of doubts. Strive to get the answers without asking others. If you focus right now, won't you get them immediately? Isn't this possible? Yes, it's possible, sir. Is it possible to focus as you sit here? Yes, sir, it is. Is it possible to maintain the happiness you achieve in this way also when you're standing up? Yes, sir. And when you walk, it's possible then. And when you carry out all your many responsibilities, yes, it's also possible. You see, it's always possible. And and this is the answer he wanted. And this style does um, seek that. It's a little bit like Socratic method. It seems a bit heavy-handed to me. <laughs> Frankly, I'm just too much of a, of a louse or whatever, but it seems a little heavy-handed. Meanwhile, Webusai does an arhat. Yes, yes. You know. But you see, in the end, everybody, this is why people choose different teachers. People choose teachers that they have most affection and affinity for. Some people love um, Trungpa Rinpoche despite uh, countless um, (laughs) issues in 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 the community. Some people um, love Ramana Maharshi and just don't have a feeling for Nityananda. Some people thought that, uh, you know, uh, Muktananda's successors were, were the cat's meow. Some people have affinity to different teachers. And while that doesn't guarantee that that teacher is capable, it just sort of gives, I think, a, a sense of go with the one you want. And if you find out they're a scoundrel, then uh, you've learned something and uh, you have more discernment than when you started. Otherwise, you get something useful from them, that's great. Don't assume that some other teacher doesn't have something great too. uh, And be willing to change if you need to. But take the teacher and their teaching as far as you can. But not every teacher appeals to everybody. And some people will... Naturally, I mean, I, I, I would more comfortably sit with Chongsu and drink wine than sit with uh, Weibo Sayada and um, see how I'm inferior in terms of uh, Chanda and Virya, how my Idipada is inadequate. Which is true, absolutely. My Idipada or the, you know, the Idipada of this one here is inadequate to attain as he attained, as he's encouraging all to attain. And, um, okay, fine. So it's a certain approach with a certain mindset that works better with certain students that is of a certain culture too, you know. So it's useful to see what's, what's on offer. So he said, uh, going on, it's always possible to have that awareness or to... Uh, a, a strive and maintain a, attentiveness. And Webusaito says, What ability do you need? There's nothing difficult in it. Or is it difficult? 
And Ubakin, in a very subtle way, answers, once one has acquired proficiency in this, then it isn't difficult anymore. That's true. If you don't have proficiency, it's difficult. And that's what Weibu Sayadaw doesn't seem to want to admit. And Weibu Sayadaw, uh, seeming to address other disciples other than Ubakin, whom he's, with whom he's dialoguing, says, quote, he says that it's not possible after all to simply focus here. That's not what he said. He said, once one's acquired proficiency in this, in the practice, then it's not difficult. And Webu Sayadaw, seeming to be irritated, possibly, it's an interesting final chapter here in the book because it really shows the limits of this teaching style and the dynamics of the interaction between Ubakin, who perhaps, you know, was still gunning to become a teacher in his own right. But he does disagree rightly with Webu Sayadaw when it seems to be needed. Uh, Webu Sayadaw, it's basically saying it's not difficult, it's easy, it's easy, it's easy, it's not difficult, just do it. That's not quite true. It's, it's just not quite true. It can be when you're when one has acquired proficiency or when one's intention is single-minded. So he, Ubakin says, once one's acquired proficiency in this it isn't difficult anymore. Webu Sayadaw seems to be irritated and says, he says that it's not possible after all to simply focus here. That's not what he said. Just put your attention here. That's all. Well, isn't that easy? And Ubakin says, yes, it is easy. And that's true. Just putting your attention on the spot is easy. But keeping it there is not. And uh, Webu Sayadaw says, it's ever so easy. The Buddha is incomparable. He accumulated virtues without ever resting. He completed his parami on his own, working for the welfare of all. Didn't he? Yes, he did. And because he could complete them, it is easy for us now, isn't it? It is easy. (laughs) How is it today? You have to raise yourself happily and complete your work, and then, in accordance with your aspirations, you simply take the bliss you desire. Just take it. It's ever so easy. This is... uh, Interesting. It's ever so easy. Or is it beating a dead horse? Don't be modest. Don't allow yourselves to think this is not possible for me. This is not suitable for me. This is not proper for us. This is not for me. Aim at what you desire. You will get it. Isn't it so? Yes, it is, sir. And so while I'm, you know, could be called critical, or you can say I'm being critical, he's absolutely right on this too. It's not, I would never say it's easy. (laughs) Never, never. But it is also true that thinking is not possible for me, it's not suitable for me, it's not proper for us, it's not for me, is not true or it's harmful and it's, it it doesn't, it's not beneficial and it's, uh, it's wrong. It is possible for us, it is suitable, it is proper, it is for you. If you want it, when you want it. It's possible, it's proper, it's suitable, it is for all of us. Period. Now, <laughs> make a decision and do, what, do whatever you want to do. But it is possible, it is suitable, it is proper, and it is for us. And so when he says, aim at what you desire, yeah, you know, uh, make sure you know what you desire. And, you know, if you have lesser desires, it's up to you. You can struggle or you can um, aim higher with a higher, you know, uh, seeking to fulfill a higher level, longer fulfilling consequence, consequence being of longer fulfillment desire. But he's saying, aim what you desire, you'll get it. And that that's, you know, he's like a motivational teacher. While indeed it's ever, it's, I, I'd never say it's ever so easy, ever so easy. Simply take the bliss you desire. He didn't just take the bliss he desired, actually. He practiced very hard for many years. For sure, it wasn't easy. But, he, but it is simple. And it is not, it, it is harmful to think. Enlightenment's not for me. Awakening's not suitable. It's not proper. It's not appropriate. It's not the right time. Do what you want. You can if you will it. You can if you will it. He goes on. In the times of the Buddha too, 
humans, devas, and brahmas came to the Buddha, worshipped him, and after they received his teachings, they achieved everything. They completed all their different aspirations, didn't they? They did. Isn't it possible to fulfill your aspiration by establishing unwavering effort while you are a king? Can you count the names of the kings who've attained complete understanding of the Dhamma? They are without number, sir. Really? <laughs> I wonder. Uh, he goes on. Many wealthy people made efforts and attained understanding while continuing their work in business, didn't they? They did. Is this possible? It is, sir. Can you count such wealthy people in numbers? No, sir. What about people who were neither kings nor rich people? They are innumerable. Didn't all those who received the teachings and followed them assiduously fulfill their wishes? They did. And you see, there are four levels of attainment. You know, Sotapanna comes much earlier than Arahan, right? First level. Sotapanna is um, within reach. Um, it's a big deal, but it is within reach. It, we, are, we are in range of Sotapanna. Again, Ajahn Chah, I think, said anyone who follows uh, Patimokka, the, the rules, and does in, intensive, you know, prolonged practice at his temple, his forest Wat, I don't know, Ubon, Rachatani or something, Ubon, I think it was, in the north, uh, should attain Sotapanna in a year. And I think that's absolutely the case. And so it, that is in range. Nibban may not be in range, but uh, Satipana is. And then some of us are six density wanderers, so it's a little, you know, got to make some adjustment there too. It just means that the next attainment is in range, even if the final is not. That's a very important matter. And to say it's not proper, it's not suitable, it's not for me, I'm too much of a schmuck, I can't do it, that's not true, that's harmful, it's, a, it's false. If you will it, you know... If you if you will it, you get it, but um, that is, should not lead to any kind of uh, self harm, obviously. So uh, he asks, "Didn't all those who received the teachings and followed them assiduously fulfill their wishes?" They did. Webusayada replies, "Humans and devas, all of them, lay disciple." A lot of explanation marks. What about now, lay disciple? The period of time is the same. No, wrong. The occasion is the same. No, the, uh, the Buddha doesn't work. walk in the world now. The plane of existence is the same. Yes, Kamaloka. If we simply establish our effort and take the teachings, do we still have to choose certain times to practice? There's no need for that. Really? This correct, sir. Yes, the time and the form of existence is right. Meaning... Uh, the time, the time for practice and the human rebirth, the state of being a human right now, form of existence, is suitable for attainment, for sure. You can achieve your aspirations at the time you wish to, can't you? That's right, sir. Yes. Do you understand? Before, they didn't practice because they were busy. How is it with this, quote, I'll practice when I'm free? Do we still have to set times like this? It's not necessary to set aside certain times. So he's saying, don't postpone, don't procrastinate, just do it. Uh, but actually, um, our period of time is not exactly the same as Gautama's, and the occasion is not the same, because you don't have a Sangha today like you had 2,500 years ago at all. But it's still doable, of course. But yes, it's a degenerated age, absolutely. But it's still possible. And so he said, um, what happens if we practice only when we're free? If we stop the practice, how could you practice when you're not free? If you stop the practice, then we won't attain what we ought to attain. But now we get these jobs done, and what else? We also fulfill our aspirations. We get two things done at the same time, meaning do your worldly job and practice. Don't we, lay disciples? What's better, to get one thing done or to get two things done at the same time? It's better to get two things done, sir. So you see... It's worth keeping yourself busy. But even though I say that it's working keeping yourself busy, don't start to enjoy simply being busy. If you want to realize the teachings, don't just keep running all the time. If you establish effort at the same time, the virya idipada factor will arise, establishing effort 
while uh, holding awareness or attentiveness. Make yourselves firm in this. If you say that you want to do this work, but still distract yourselves here and there, your progress will be slow. But if you establish this awareness and keep it up happily, <laughs> I don't know if you can happily go to attainment, but I just, you know, maybe I'm missing something. Then will you make progress? Then you will make progress if you keep and establish this awareness and keep it up happily. What about this work that you can't avoid having to do? Meaning your, your you know, family uh, employment obligations. We'll also make progress with that, says Ubekin. Yes, lay disciples. One doesn't only get the results of this noble work, but much more. What I say is what the Buddha preached. I'm not adding anything. Now, you are all people of great effort, aren't you? But I just wanted to warn you. What I just mentioned about being too busy can happen at times. When you get some holidays, you decide to come here and meditate for a few days. Then you have to go back to work and don't get time off anymore. You don't come back. Does this happen sometimes? It does happen. Then you abandon the meditation, don't you? Don't abandon it. Carry on with this awareness and at the same time do your work. Then you get two in one go. Then you get two in one, you get two. If you postpone being aware to your hours of leisure, you get only one benefit. You're not fulfilling aspirations which are ordinary, are you? You can attain to the highest and noblest bliss. Now, what are these aspirations you're going to fulfill? There are the different forms of buddhi. Buddhi means the penetrating understanding of the Four Noble Truths, meaning uh, the existence or the, the, the existence or reality of Tukka, its cause, the existence or reality of its cessation and the path to the cessation. If you establish effort saying that you want to get it, you can fulfill all your different aspirations for buddhi right now. This is not ordinary. And how are you going to fulfill them? Each type of buddhi has to be fulfilled on its own way. Samasambuddhi as samasambuddhi, pacheka buddhi as pacheka buddhi. So the awakening or enlightenment of uh, the, the uh, enlightenment and awakening of uh, various types, it's really of different levels in a sense, or paths even. Only if we understand in this way do we understand correctly. It's like planting a mature seed when it rains, a plant springs up. Here, this plant is nursed well, and when you go back to when you go back, it's deep rooted and strong. Is it possible to explain how good this period, this time is? It's so easy now, lay disciples. How is it? Is this a time when one is oppressed by worries and has to groan and moan? No, sir. Is it a time when we can only stare resignedly? No, sir. It is a time in which we can be happy and blissful immediately and never get enough of this joy. <laughs> you get even more than you wanted. You get even more than you aspired for, don't you, disciple? Yes, sir. You better not disagree with that. So, okay. Well, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm just a worm, but I don't know how. It doesn't look like a time. I mean, I don't see. I, I've seen, seen a lot of people in a lot of sanghas, and... Uh, <clears throat> that I don't see anybody who's happy and blissful immediately and never get enough of that joy for real. I see a lot of spiritual bypassing that where people want to appear to others to be that way or to appear to themselves to be that way, happy and blissful immediately and never changing. I mean, I just don't get it. It, it, it. He wasn't that way. So I have, I don't understand. Oh yes, you never get tired, not in the present and not in the remainder of samsara. What are the teachings of the Buddha? There's nothing, lots of exclamation marks here. There's nothing that causes stress and misery in the teachings. Of course. Is there? There isn't. It is pure happiness. Exclamation mark, double, double. But the mind may not, may get confused with many thoughts. And I don't think that these thoughts are very pertinent. Right. That's his view. And that, that's exactly why he says, and he's right, and it doesn't always apply. He's right, and it doesn't always apply. He said, the mind may get confused with many thoughts, and I don't think these thoughts are very pertinent, um, right? But sometimes 
the person can't move forward. Most of the time, most people are not attaining Arahan, you know, even these Burmese. Now, if you're determined to establish this practice, then I don't think that thoughts of doubt will remain at the back of your mind. But they do, for many. Can you not be successful in this way? The mind will think what it wills. Let it. Follow the teachings. Do you understand? Just do it. When you arrive at the goal, you'll probably find that it isn't the way you expected it to be. Does this happen to people? It happened many times, sir. Yes, it will happen. Dear lay disciples, I'm telling you only a little. Those amongst you who work hard will think, this monk, this monk is reluctant to tell us all. He's probably very unwilling to part with his knowledge. Everybody laughs in the, in the text here. Actually, I don't think that at all. He's not, he's not a closed-hand teacher at all. You will think this is much greater than he said. When you strive for real happiness and because of this arrive at the goal, then you experience something that you cannot describe with words. When you decide, I'll strive so that I'll know for myself, <clears throat> then don't procrastinate. Don't delay. Do you hear? This is so high. It is so good, lay disciples. Work hard. Do you understand? You are all people of great effort, aren't you? <laughs> Ubagin says, almost all are, sir. <laughs> right. They're not all people of great effort. He doesn't want to give people basis for excuses. He doesn't want to give any justification for, self, for, for procrastination. He doesn't want people to procrastinate. He doesn't want people to delay. He doesn't want people to be harmed. He doesn't want people to die and go become a hungry ghost or go to the hell realm or reincarnate indefinitely with a lot more dukkha. He doesn't want that. <clears throat> and then... Uh, but, but you know, he's saying, this is so high, it is so good, work hard. What's wrong with that? <laughs> but when he says, oh, you are all people of great effort, aren't you? Ubakin says, almost all are, sir. Yes, good, good, work hard, won't you? You see, when you yourselves arrive at the goal, and for many of you, even before that time, you can give this happiness to others. You'll never feel reluctant to give. You will want to give a great deal of it, a great deal. This is true, sir. In the course we're conducting now, there are three or four students who, after about three days of being here, cry with great sobs because they regret not having come here earlier. Yes, it's like that. And so, yes, of course. I mean, this was, Andapanasati was the only way I had to get out of terrible suffering in my late teens, early 20s. It really works. It really works. And um, it's a supremely beautiful, beneficial practice, Anapanasati. And the teachings of uh, Buddha Dhamma are supremely valuable. Absolutely, without a doubt. <clears throat> so it goes on. Ubakin says, they think I should have come earlier. And Webusayado says, yes, that happens. Work hard in order to attain the highest. This is the perfect place. Meaning, I mean, it was he was presenting this probably in in Rangoon at the meditation center when they had invited him, and he's saying, you know, what do you need? You, you what else do you need? You got what you need right here. Just practice, and um, that's true. And Ubikin says it's a place to which you gave your blessings, venerable Sayadaw. <clears throat> and Wayva Sayadaw says this is a nucleus. It is the first center of many. Do you hear me? May this happiness spread slowly out from this place. Yes, yes, you must work hard. Strive diligently. Working means that you must meditate, and then at times you want to take rest. Does this also happen to you? It doesn't, sir. <laughs> it doesn't. And Ubakin, who kicked his own, he kicked ass as well, says, if the students start to meditate at 12.30, they come out of their meditation cells only at 5 p.m., that's it. That's that's the that's Burmese Theravada. At the beginning, they do take breaks, but after two or three days, they don't come out for breaks anymore. The, that's what I'm saying. Very strict and very very one pointed Burmese Theravadan sanghas, or at least in a retreat. Yes, you see, it's like that. The highest bliss cannot be described in words, <clears throat> but the mind is like a magician. Though one may be meditating here like this, calmly, negative thoughts may arise. Quote, oh, it's so tiring to meditate. How can I achieve anything? 
I cannot do it. Isn't that so? It's just as you say, sir. They do think in that way. Yes, says Weber Sayadaw. Your mind may be cheating you, but after having established right effort, there's no cheating yourself. Or is it still possible? No, sir, it isn't. Only before you really know can you cheat yourself. Meaning when you really know, you won't be cheating yourself anymore. Yes, sir. And the final line of the chapter is the final line of this book, The Essential Practice, and he said, even so, you may be saying to yourself that you're meditating too long, dot, 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 so now take a rest. <laughs> so he said, okay, take it easy, you know. <laughs> so after he said, work, 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 don't rest, work, 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 uh, he said, take a rest. So yeah, actually, you do need to take a rest. <laughs> so, all right. It's uh, very different than uh, Chongsu, <laughs> very different than... Um, Nisargadat, very different than Ramana Maharshi, very different than uh, Linchi, very different than Nityananda. Um, he's got his own thing, he's got his own way. Practice first, practice centered, effort centered, um, idipada focused. And the reality of idipada is that they are crucial to final attainment. And so there's, as I said before, on the Wikipedia page on, on Idipada, Idi as Siddhi or power, and Pada as base or basis, powers of base, bases of spiritual power. Uh, bhikkhus who've neglected the four Idipada have neglected the whole noble path leading to complete destruction of suffering. Those who have undertaken the four Idipada have undertaken the noble path leading to the destruction of suffering. So... Uh, there's no development of on the path. There's no seven chakra development. There's no deep healing. There's no balance. There's no realization of unity, law of one, without undertaking, uh, and eventually perfecting, but at least <laughs> let us undertake the Idipada. And again, in te- first we've got Chanda, Virya, Chitta, and Vimamsa. Chanda is this intention or purpose, and it's very much a matter of focused or diffuse. The more focused, um, the fast, the, the, the faster we may progress. But then there's virya, which is, this Wikipedia says, effort or energy or will. I would say will, willpower. And one can have strong willpower, but confused intention. Or diffuse, let's just say diffuse intention. There's focus and focused and diffuse, diffusion or focus in chanda, in intention. What do you want? Well, I want to go to the right and I want to go to the left. Fine, cool. You ain't going nowhere then, right? Well, uh, uh, I go to the right, but I feel guilty because I want to go to the left, and I go to the left and I feel bad because I actually wanted to go to the right. Okay, well, maybe you shouldn't go anywhere until you can resolve what's best to do next. And so... The focus in focusing attention by knowing yourself, being honest, is number one. By that, then, one needs sufficient energy or willpower, virya, to uh, uh, do the work of seeking to accomplish. And also, one needs a certain clarity or brightness of chitta, of mind field, the, the heart-mind field, the mind-state the personal mind state, the condition of the sky, uh, to be able to keep working towards your goal. And then there's investigation or discrimination, which is uh, to make sure that that actually supports this focusing of intention and sustained willpower and understands the, the different states of chitta that are that arise or um, when we're in the right way, when we're not. By investigation, we may know that. And so Chitta, and I'll just uh, say a word here and then conclude the Webu Sayadaw reading or uh, discussion, the, the whole series. Chitta, as one of three terms used to refer in the Nikaya, the Buddhist texts, uh, to refer to mind, Others are manas and vijnana, 
and you know um, vijnana subjective consciousness or consciousness subjective as the fifth of the skandhas uh, chitta just really um, they call it heart mind but I'm not sure about that it's not intellectual logical it's basically this sort of the the uh, quality of um, uh, the quality of one's mind of the personal mind and it can be um, emotionally driven it could be clear and peaceful it could be distracted it could be you know so it can be um, it, it can be colored by emotionalism or not it could be clear and uh, peaceful and calm or not tranquil or agitated uh, contracted or expanded well or unwell it seems that in Buddhism the word chitta is just used as a uh, uh, to, to explain the quality the overall quality of one's uh, consciousness not the fact of consciousness but the quality not that not, there is the sky this is uh, you can say vijnana illuminated by you know chit in the uh, awareness so it, it all gets if you here's where it gets into difficulty when you try to uh, combine uh, advaita vedanta view with the buddhist view using some of the same words sanskrit words like chit or chitta that are used with different meanings <laughs> in the two traditions. Uh, so there's satchit in Advaita Vedanta as sort of the awareness of reality beyond personal, beyond subjective and separative. And then there's chitta uh, in Pali or in Buddha Dhamma Buddhism, which is more like uh, the quality of vijnana, the quality of personal subjective consciousness. But it's not quite the same as buddhi, which is a function. Uh, what who, some of what happens in the in the sky of mind, the personal mind, called discernment, discriminative awareness, or wisdom discerning, buddhi versus manas, which is the logical, you know, analytical thought form produ- producing function. So these are all <laughs> qualities of light reflecting upon itself, which we call mind. So it's a interesting but the analysis of mind is a very useful study as well so um that will conclude the long series um presenting webosayada and let me just see where we are time wise okay just a couple of comments webosayada is an arhan without a doubt um critical figure in Burmese Theravada in that uh, before there was a, a Goenka, before there was Ubakin, there's there's Webusayadaw and Ledi Sayadaw. There were real Arahans in the Burmese forests and um, they're the fountainhead of uh, modern Burmese Theravada. Uh, Burmese Theravada is uh, follows this type of approach, which is uh, very um, it's very ascetic. Actually, I mean, they put people in the meditation room or cell for at twelve thirty, and they don't come out till five. Okay, so you either go crazy, or you have a terrible time, or you have strong breakthrough with that approach. You either run away <laughs> crying or you have a psychotic break or you have a miserable time. You go straight into your hell mind. A hell mind comes up and or uh, breakthroughs and attainments happen. So it's it's an interesting um, approach. Uh, and so this whole discussion of Webusayada is all about go straight, don't wait, make effort. You can do it. It's doable. And what else do you want anyway? And um, despite my, you know, qualifications of the suitability of such a teaching for 
people like us, <laughs> uh, people who are not <laughs> who 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 won't go to a retreat where they put you in the cell meditation room for four and a half hours and say, you know, see you at five. Um, at least I wouldn't do that now. Uh, who really don't want it enough, and we are uh, mired in distractions, but we're mired or, or interested in other things too. We don't have the sense of urgency. And so there's some of us who are well, and don't have generally pretty well, and don't have that urgency. There are others who are not well at all, and also don't have the urgency. <laughs> the key is if you're not well, um, please try to get yourself well, and uh, you ought to find some urgency to become more well if you're really in strong angst and uh, emotional distress. But it's also possible to get one's mind to a place of relative well-being that's stable by Dhamma, by, you know, doing good and uh, of cultivating the good and avoiding the harmful and generosity and kindness and honesty and acceptance and practice and not feel such urgency uh, to sit in a cell for four and a half hours, which would be great also. And I respect those people a lot, frankly. Uh, but I don't feel the urgency. And I don't think there's any problem with that at all. Uh, because uh, one can, you know, one can live in the Dhamma uh, going 65 miles an hour as well as 95. <laughs> or one can uh, take a gentler approach, you know, take take the gentle uh, path through the valley rather than the sharp ascent. Both are fine, you know. Uh, in any case, Weibo Sayadaw is a special um, teacher in this way. He, he basically said there's no, there's no reason to cut a circular path up the mountain going round and round, spiraling up slowly. Just go straight up. <laughs> and that's Burmese Theravada. You, you don't need uh, to take six hours going around the, the mountain slowly ascending in a spiral. You can take six hours or less maybe uh, uh, doing tactical rock climbing straight up <laughs> and it's very effortful actually but um, it's all about virya and uh, idipada in general and so in some ways he's a teacher of idipada as well as a teacher of anapanasati so I hope that was useful that will conclude the series next week I don't know um, I may start a series on dhammapada or not the other class will be Apollonius for a while because it's a very interesting study. <clears throat> uh, there's some, talk about conspiracy, there's some very serious thing going on with Apollonius, I have to say. As I get into it, I see, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. And so that'll go on for months if, uh, if the YouTube channel persists. And if you're still here... Um, Please bookmark the other pages because, um, particularly, the talk on Apollonius um, is going to dry. Is is going to get some heat, um, even though nobody really listens to this channel. Just a few hundred people. That's good, but uh, psychically, it's going to generate some heat because um, that that's a very serious matter. The story of Apollonius of Tiana and the his, issue of historicity. But anyway, I hope this has been useful. Um, please uh, understand that YouTube, the YouTube channel will be gone at some point or I won't be uploading. It'll be blocked, possibly, or not. Um, I hope you're well. Take good care of yourselves. See you next time and good night.